I'm Mike. I'm Austin. We are the Test Drivers. And we put tech through its paces. On our last episode, at the end, I unboxed my essential phone. And so this episode, we are going to talk about using and the history of the essential phone. Mike, the story of essential products to the company is a very, very weird one. Yeah, there aren't many technology companies <laughs> or smartphone companies that have the kind of story that Essential does. And it's such a short story, too, because this company was founded at the end of 2015. And just, uh, what, like, I guess it was last month or so, yep. it was actually killed after literally releasing one, one product. Products. Well, with almost like a technology graveyard of ideas left in its wake, right? Oh, man. We got to talk about some of these things because yep. some of them were I was legitimately so excited about. But I feel like we have to start by talking about the founder, Andy mm-hmm. Rubin. Mm-hmm. This was not a good guy. No. Uh, Rubin started Essential Phone after leaving, quote unquote, leaving Google. Um, but it, mm. this was back in 2015, but it came out in 2017 that he was actually forced to leave and given a ton of money because it had come to light inside of Google um, that he was involved in in sexual harassment. And there were lots of allegations about him, so Google kind of paid him off. Uh, this ended up coming to light in 2017. He then took a, quote, like a, quote, a leave of absence from Essential, but was only gone for a month. It was, that was how long his leave of absence to, was for. And then over time, his reputation obviously and rightly declined. And I think was one of the reasons why Essential ended up no longer being around. But like Essential and what Essential did is interesting. And we can separate that. But it's yes. definitely worth mentioning that Ruben, not a good dude at all. Not a good dude. But a dude with a serious track record of major successful companies, which is, I think, a big reason why the Essential Company was even founded in the first place. Yep. So not only did Andy Rubin co-found Danger, the makers of the sidekick. Mike, did you ever have a sidekick? I didn't. No, I actually don't uh, even know if the sidekick made its way to the UK. Oh, that's a very good point. Because it was a T-Mobile thing, right? I believe so. And I think the Danger ended up being bought by Microsoft, who turned it into the Ken, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my is, uh... God. Yeah. The, yeah. The Ken <laughs> is just like... Look, man, that's that's a whole other episode. I feel like yeah. that's a, that's an episode of Flashback right there. Yes. Actually, we are going to be doing a bit of like tech history today, which if you enjoyed, is a new show on Relay FM, hosted by Stephen Hackett and Quinn Nelson, called Flashback where that is what they do. They look at failed technology products. So we're kind of cribbing them for an episode. But if you like this episode, then you'll like that show. I'm sure they won't mind. What are they going to do anyway? We started it. (laughs) So after founding Danger and selling off to Microsoft, what I'm sure was a large pile of money, Andy Rubin then founded Android Inc. Yeah, that Android, which of course was purchased by Google and turned into the wonderful operating system that we all know and love. See, I had completely forgotten that Android was not a project started inside of Google. Dude, like this was a crazy, this guy was a crazy success story for like massive companies that he sort of built and built and built. So when it came time to that he wanted to form the Essential Company, it was insanely hyped. So Mike, get this, before the Essential Company had shipped a single device. They were valued at over $1 billion. That doesn't make any sense. That is so much money. I guess I guess people just assumed that his track record would continue, right? I mean, and in a way, like they did deliver a product at a Absolutely. high level. I think there's just so much hype. And of course, this was not just sort of, I mean, this is really sort of the peak of the VC, like just buzz of just like, dump piles of money on anything that looked like it would be successful and you've got a guy with a track record of these huge companies it's not that crazy to think about and then of course the essential ph1 shipped now mike i don't know if you remember the hype around this phone but people were very interested and very excited to see what this thing was all about and considering that it was released in august 2017 i think it was way ahead of its time you know, I, I wanted to say I was watching some YouTube videos uh, in advance of this, and I think it was uh, Marquez who pointed out PH1 is phone. Oh, I never got that. <laughs> they got you. 
That's how they did it. It's quite clever, right? Oh, that's very smart. That's mm-hmm. very smart. <laughs> I feel dumb for never realizing that. Yep. I would never have worked that out. I just never, <laughs> ever would have worked that out. But yeah, this was so ahead of its time bec- for, for a bunch of reasons. But for me, the, the reason I remember it and the reason I coveted an essential phone was the screen-to-body ratio. Like, mm. this was one of the first phones available that had not only super-thin bezels, but for good and bad, introduced the notch. And this was a significantly smaller notch than something like the iPhone X, which, of course, came out later. I mean, there are tons of phones available today from different companies that don't even have, like, face-scanning technology that have larger notches than is on the essential mm. phone. Exactly. And we have to keep in mind, this came out in 2017, 2017. right? 2017. So I will say by today's standards, the rest of the design, specifically the chin, is a little bit big. So it wasn't fully, you know, like, a, you know, 100% screen to body ratio or anything like that, that some of the new Samsung phones, for example, are starting to push toward. Mm-hmm. But still, for 2017, this thing looked absolutely like it was straight out of the yep. future. Because you were at that time, Apple were working on the iPhone 7, right? So like just Ugh. that design that you've seen forever and what where were we with samsung at that point it was the samsung galaxy s8 would have been the most recent samsung phone at the time which to be fair did have a fairly sort of large screen to body ratio but did not have a notch it still had sort of a somewhat prominent chin and forehead yeah i mean and honestly like i remember the s8 at the same time i think the s8 was really when samsung started to push what their designs were capable of because I remember thinking that was kind of around the time where it was very clear that Apple were not making the best-looking phones anymore. Absolutely. And it wasn't until the iPhone ten came out. And I think that that tide is turning again. Like, And I think that now, like a lot of phones now, like they're level in a lot of ways, or it's a personal taste thing. But I think it was undeniable for many years from maybe the iPhone 6, 6S, 7, 8, the forgotten iPhone, <laughs> poor iPhone 8, right? Like that design language got real samey. And a lot of Android phones were really starting to push it. But yes, even though the, the S8 was a good-looking phone, it ain't no essential phone. No, absolutely not. And that was just one of many, I don't want to say like pioneering features, because some of the stuff that the essential phone had been done in small ways with other phones. But for example, it was fairly early on the dual camera front. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about cameras later i'm sure yeah two cameras uh, it had a conventional camera system it did not have uh, there we go there we go but i think one of the things that today that really still holds up is the build it is absolutely incredible this is a very special phone to hold like the the mix of titanium and ceramic really make for something very special there are not a lot of ceramic phones around. I believe I saw there's a there is a phone out now which features ceramic. Do you mm. remember what company it is that's making that phone? There have actually been a couple of sort of more limited edition phones that have shipped with ceramic backs, but generally speaking, it is very rare. And as far as I know, no other phone is shipped with a full titanium chassis like this, even today. And the thing is, this phone feels so good in the hand right Mm -hmm. so not only is it pretty much entirely unbranded there's not a logo there's nothing anywhere i mean this thing looks like just a clean especially in the white which is the one i have it just looks so it it looks like what you think a future phone should be like yeah i have the the black one which is honestly is my favorite of the two um i just i just like the the black on the front black on the back right like i think it works really well yeah but i Actually, I'll save some of my opinions until later on when I tell you what it's been like using this phone over the last Uh-oh. few weeks. But because there are more innovations that we haven't spoken about, right? Like oh, yeah. USB-C. Yes. So this was not by any means the very first phone to ship with USB-C. But it was quite early in that a lot of companies were just starting to move over to USB-C. And it also dropped the headphone jack. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, ahead of its time, I, I think... <laughs> But I think the the thing to say about this, which is and why we're focusing on these things that it did differently, is it was quite bold to be a brand new, unproven smartphone company whilst also saying to people they had to give up or change a lot of things that they were used to to join that 
company, right? Like, oh yeah, we've made this phone, it's expensive, and it's made of some cool stuff, but you can't use any of the chargers that you're currently using, you can't use mm. headphones, you're going to have to get an adapter for that, and you're going to have to look at a big dent out of the top of your display, right? Like, it was a lot of stuff, really, to say to someone, like, oh, hey, you should come and use this phone. It's yeah. unlike anything you've used before, but there are definitely things that you're going to find weird about it. Like, it was a very bold move. But it makes sense, right? This was coming from a company with a founder who had a track record of huge successes and with Mm -hmm. a giant pile of VC money in the bank. They had to go big, right? I mean, there's no way they could have hit the sort of scale that they were looking for without bringing some kind of bold new innovation to the market. And honestly, I feel like this phone is aged well. And honestly, part of the reason why we're doing this episode today is I feel like this phone is aged incredibly well, right? So while, yes, back in 2017, the lack of a headphone jack and with like some of this stuff, like the notch, was a little bit of a downside to some people. But nowadays, that's completely standard, right? Like you can yep. use this phone today and you don't miss any of that stuff, right? Whereas if you no. pick up a lot of 2017 phones today, it is going to feel incredibly dated. Yes, completely. It also has pins on the back. Can you explain what they were for? So the back of the phone is, like I said, a very clean, smooth design, but it does have these two little magnetic pogo pens. Mm-hmm. Now, these were meant to be used with a wide range of accessories. Again, part of the reason why the Essential phone was so hyped, it would be able to be modular and all this kind of stuff. So they had a few different things. So it actually did come with a headphone adapter in the box, so just a standard like USB-C headphone adapter in the box. But they actually shipped a couple of additional things that you could take advantage of with those pogo pens. So the first thing that shipped was this 360 camera, which we're going to talk a little bit about shortly. Uh, I may or may not have one brand new in the box in front of me. <laughs> we may right or now. may not have started scouring eBay for these things <laughs> after the last episode. But they also shipped the audio adapter HD, which took advantage of those magnetic pogo pens to deliver, quote, a higher quality audio experience. Sadly, however, these were sold for a very limited time. I think they were like $200 or something. And I believe they were sold out pretty much immediately and almost never restocked. So, yeah. Sadly, we could not find one of those. Yeah, if you're, if you, turns out if you don't sell a lot of actual devices, there kind of <laughs> isn't much point in making many more peripherals for those devices. Yes, I assume because the that audio adapter sold out so quickly, they probably made like 500 of them and they yep. were just gone and then they just never made another one. Like I was thinking about this whilst I was looking over the, the package that I received after our last episode. And I was surprised that there even was a third party case for this thing. Yeah, well, so that was the thing, and we'll get into a little bit more of the actual sales numbers later, but there was so much hype. If you're like a phone manufacturer, and specifically if you're like a case mm. manufacturer, you're going to like sort of make a lot of big bets, like, oh, we're going to make a ton of cases, we're going to make up all the sort of support, not knowing if you're going to sell 10,000 or 10 million of these phones. But, and I guess one of the things that, that ends up with uh, a phone doing well is the reviews, right? Like, if you can mm. get a lot of influencers and journalists talking about how good your phone is, it will help push units. Absolutely. And honestly, the reviews were very positive, right? Yep. Like, it certainly wasn't perfect, but it had flagship specs. The screen was good. It had that sort of interesting aspect ratio and it had the notch, which people weren't a huge fan of. Um, There were some issues, though. So it did lack water resistance, which is something which, as uh, members of the Z Flip gang, I'm sure we're well aware of now. But back in 2017, that was really quickly becoming something that people expected on their phones. And I think the biggest issue with this phone out of the gate, for at least on the review side, was the camera. It wasn't very good. No, and this was at a time when Android phones were starting to get very, very good with cameras where like you know previously it had been like oh okay it's an android phone so it's going to be this right but the pixel was around then samsung were really starting to make strides and it kind of wasn't good enough anymore to have a so-so camera on an android phone where maybe if they had released it a couple of years before right like i'm not speaking out of turn here am i like i figure that that that's kind of the case yeah right and so i figure that it, it it that didn't help essential a lot because they they made some choices with the camera so we mentioned they had a two camera module but they didn't want to have a camera bump because the essential phone is very clearly heavy on aesthetics 
So they include the two cameras. It's one regular camera uh, and then one black and white camera, and the, <laughs> which no one needs. God, I forgot people used to do that. <laughs> uh, no one wants a black and white camera, really. Uh, but the reason that they would have it, it wasn't so you could take super cool black and white photos, even though you could. It was actually to help with like with making image quality better overall because you would take data from both lenses and it would help you with sharpness and stuff like that, right? Well, I, I think actually the main advantage... Of the black and white camera is that it doesn't have to do the Bayer pixel binning. So essentially, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking each pixel and splitting it into its RGB sort of counterparts, and I'm definitely doing a bad job of explaining this. You're doing a better but, job than I did. Anyway. <laughs> but essentially, you would get less noise because each pixel would theoretically be bigger since it's just capturing the the black and white data. But right. the thing was, this was at a time where obviously some phones like the iPhone were shipping you know, dual lenses, you would have the telephoto and you would have the standard yep. wide and other companies wanted to get on board. And in large part, they got on board by doing the quickest, easiest way that they could throw another camera sensor in there. And that would be black and white because it's cool and hipster. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really pan out. So like most, as you say, most of the reviews were positive, but the camera is one of the places that it really fell down, um, especially, especially because the initial review units had very bad camera software, which ended up being revised before the phone started shipping. But I think it started to really kind of color into into the minds of reviewers and the initial public that the camera wasn't going to be that good at all. Absolutely. And I will give Essential a lot of credit for this one. They supported the Essential phone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So up until February of 2020, literally the day that they closed the company, it not only received security updates, but it got full-on Android updates incredibly quickly. Like, as mm-hmm. in, like, as fast as the Pixel in many cases. Mm-hmm. Like, some days, they're literally, okay, cool, a new version of Android. It's out on the Pixel and the Essential phone, and that was it. Like, they were incredibly on point with this. And I think that's another reason, and I can bring it back to why we're even doing this episode, another reason why the Essential phone is still a very usable phone here today in 2020. Yep, it's running Android 10 right now. And as as she says, the company had closed, the essential engineers were still working on getting Android 11 working on this thing. And there is like, you know, they posted it on, on forums and stuff like you can get it. So if you have an unlocked bootloader, you can load Android 11 on this thing. It seemed like the software engineers at Essential really seemed to care in a way that maybe other companies didn't and or they were not weighed down by tons of bureaucracy or whatever i mean it helps when you ship one product it's uh makes it a little easier to continue to support your one and only product because i guess what else were those engineers going to be doing (laughs) this episode of the test drivers is brought to you by backblaze if you don't know backblaze you should because backblaze are the folk that look after your digital data with their unlimited cloud backup for macs and pcs starts at just six dollars a month no gimmicks and no add-ons. Backblaze backs up your documents, your music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, everything that is important to you. If you ever have a data disaster, Backblaze can ship your hard drive with all of your data on it. And once you've restored your precious documents, you can send the hard drive back for a refund. Backblaze are backed up 900 petabytes and counting. That's the equivalent of 900 million gigabytes. That's a lot of stuff. Backblaze know what they're doing. But one of the things that I love about Backblaze is now that I have all that data backed up from my entire Mac, I can access that data from my mobile devices via the Backblaze app. And I've had this in the past where I was working on a document, but I'd left it on my desktop. So I didn't have it in Dropbox or anything like that. And I was like, oh no, how am I going to get to it? Well, on my iPad, I can open the Backblaze app and I can go and grab it out of my backup. This is super cool. And it's just another added feature of why you should be backing up your stuff with Backblaze. Go to backblaze.com slash test drivers for your fully featured 15-day free trial and to let them know that you heard about them from this show. That's backblaze.com slash test drivers. Do it today. Thank you to Backblaze for saving us from countless data disasters and for their support of this show and Relay FM. So once the phone came out, what happened? Was it flying off the shelves? <sighs> Mike, so this is where it got sad. And that's where the essential story really turned a corner because no one bought it. So for a company that was valued at a billion dollars, let's not forget it was a unicorn, a billion dollars. 
And it launched with what I would argue were very good, if not quite excellent reviews. There was a lot of hype around it. Mm -hmm. They didn't hardly sell any. So here in the US, Sprint was the main carrier partner they worked with, although it was compatible with pretty much any network. But there were a lot of estimates that they sold only a few thousand of these things around the launch period. And I think the problem for this was the price. So it launched at $700, which in 2017 was a very expensive smartphone. I mean, it was just expensive. It's literally any high-end flagship that was available. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Mike, this is where it gets sad because pretty quickly when this phone didn't sell and for a unicorn company to, or I say, I guess, should we describe what a unicorn is? A unicorn is a, is a company that's valued at a billion dollars, basically. That is never IPO'd. Yes, yeah. So it's just through venture funding. Yes. If their value is over a billion dollars, they're described as a unicorn. So at the end of the day... The Essential Phone, obviously, with their launch being a, I would call an unmitigated disaster because Mm -hmm. no one bought the phones, it got price cut after price cut. So very quickly after launch, it cut down to $500. And then over the next several years, the price would continue to drop. I actually purchased this white Essential Phone on Amazon about a year and a half after launch for about $300. And it actually went even lower than that toward the end when they were just like, you know, fire sale and clearing them out. They would be as little as $200 brand new in box, which is for a phone like this, I feel like the build quality alone feels like it's worth $200. Oh, if you were going to spend $200 on a phone, you would be hard pressed to find something better. Like even if you were buying a $200 phone today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would put the essential phone hardware wise up against pretty much any device that you can buy today. The fit, the finish, the way that that titanium and ceramic feels, the weight, just everything about it feels so good today. I mm-hmm. Look, man, I have an irrational love of this phone. I feel like this show is just all about talking about our irrational loves. But the essential <laughs> phone felt so ahead of its time, and it's so sad that no one bought it. So a lot of estimates put it at only about 150,000 sales over the entire lifetime. And I would hazard a guess that 90% of those were on fire sale. Like it's not a good end for what was really a very promising phone. But Accenture didn't stop there though, right? Oh no. The PH1 was not the only product. So they worked on a whole laundry list of different products to try to follow it up. So, of course, they had the PH2, the successor to the PH1, which sadly never saw the light of day. There were a lot of rumors that it was going to be, you know, an upgraded version with potentially some additional features. You know, the the normal kind of generation to like, mm-hmm. oh, we forgot to put water resistance in. And then there was, for a while, they were talking about building an entire smart home strategy. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, that's like so... You can totally tell this company was funded by like giant piles of VC money where it's like, what's the next hot trend? Yes. Smart home. Yep. We can handle it. Mm-hmm. And and again, right, like they were pushing on the fact that it was founded by the creator of Android. So it wasn't just that they were going to build a smart home speaker. They were also going to build an entire smart home operating system that would right. be like the home of all of your smart stuff. Never, nothing ever came of it. And then late last year, actually, Andy Rubin had tweeted a photo of the gem. Mike, I'm going to need some help on this. How would you describe the gem to an audio audience? Because uh, I feel like it's something you have to look at. You need to check out the show notes to see what this thing looked yeah. like. It was very bizarre. It looked like a TV remote with a yeah. screen on it. Yeah, it was very narrow, very tall. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know how much they ever really showed off of it. It was literally something that, I mean, we say this thing as like, oh, it's ancient history. But they first talked about it like six months ago, right? Like this right. thing was like the last gasps of the company. Like, hey, we're going to try to do something different. There was a lot of talk about it being very heavily focused around sort of voice control. And there were some very interesting things and it looked different. But of course, it was way too little, way too late. Yep. You know, there's pressure. I think it was continued pressure mountain on Andy Rubin, and eventually they just closed down. Like this thing was never gonna. Like this was never gonna work. No way. If if no the way. essential PH one, if the if the actual essential phone did not work, this radically different thing was not going to work unless this was going to be one of those cheap. It's your second phone, digital mm-hmm. cut off type devices. But honestly, none of those have caught on either. Right, like as a secondary market, right? Like the Palm, uh, the Light Phone, the things that I think people like to think that they want, but don't actually buy. Absolutely. So, like, 
you know, the gem looked fun, but I think what became very clear, I think, initially is it was going to either run its own version of Android or some yeah. different operating system, and they yeah. were just never going to get the third-party development support. Absolutely not. And, Mike, this one actually hits kind of close to home. In early 2019, Essential, with, I guess, some of their last cash in the bank, purchased Newton Mail. Did you ever use the Newton Mail client? Austin, I've used every single mail. <laughs> okay, I should have I should have uh, Yeah, cool. well, Newton were close to closing down, and then Essential came in and bought them. And bailed them out. Look, I actually really liked Newton. I used Newton for quite a while, and it was actually one of my favorite apps for a while until I found Spark. However... Of course, with Essential finally shutting down, they're actually bringing Newton Mail down with them. So the story just gets sadder and sadder, man. Yep, because as we say, it was the guy at the top, not a good guy, but obviously nope. everybody inside of the company was a lot of interested and talented people there who could bring together great products and great software. Like It's a thing that they were able to do Absolutely. But for whatever reason, they, they couldn't turn it into something that people wanted to buy. And and like it's not like this is a thing that can't be done, right? Like there are many, many companies that came from seemingly out of nowhere to build good and successful Android phones. But Absolutely. Essential is just not one of them. It had too much pressure. They had all of that hype that they were going to come right out of the gate and compete with the Apples and the Samsungs of the world. And even with someone who had such a successful backstory with all these huge companies, couldn't pull it together. And that brings us to today. So the Essential Phone officially has no longer been supported. The company is liquidating. And that brings it into one of the, I think, honestly, was the strangest sagas of any smartphone company that I've ever heard. But Mike... We have ourselves essential phones to talk about today, don't we? We do, because I mean, I'd, say, I'd only ever seen one, never used one. Um, and we pledged on our last episode to switch our sims around. And the very next morning after we recorded, I did. And I lasted up until two days ago. So two weeks. Wow. I left my, my secondary sim in my essential phone. My Z Flip stayed folded on my desk. Aw, that's sad. It was very sad. Uh, and I used the essential phone. Every single day I was using it for various tasks. I'm really trying to put it through its paces so I could understand kind of what it felt like to use a three-year-old phone today. Mike, I'm sad to say I did not last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> you, you you caught me out. I, yep. think, what, I sent you a screenshot or you something. And you're like, that's a Z Flip screenshot. You caught me immediately. <laughs> yep, you sent me, I think you were sending me like a screenshot of your very successful Xbox video, which people should uh, go yeah. and watch if they haven't already. It's amazing. No, you were sending me a link to an article that mentioned it. And it was a very clearly <laughs> tall and narrow screenshot. <laughs> and I immediately clocked you. Look, man, I can't slide anything over on you. Okay, I will admit, I did use the Essential Phone as my main device for about like four or five days. And then the, the siren song of the Z Flip, just I, I couldn't resist, Mike. I, I couldn't resist. How mad are you at me, a scale of one to 10, for giving I'm up? I'm not, because you had more experience <laughs> with this phone, right? Like, I, I, when we were going into this, I expected that I would be the one who had to spend more time with it, because I was coming in cold, right? Where you have owned one, you've used one, like, and I, I, I really wanted to dive into this so I could understand more about what this phone was about. And let me tell you, I love this phone. It is fantastic. It's surprisingly good even today. And I think yeah. some of the things that really jump out to me is just like that software support. Like nothing dates a phone worse than, I would say even more so than design is outdated software, right? Like yeah. when you're trying to like, you know, I'm so used to using like the Android 10 like gestures and everything. And as soon as I can't start doing that and like apps start like sort of not being fully supported on the device, that's such a tough call. And the Essential Phone really doesn't feel that different than a lot of modern, very high-end flagships of today. What I will say is whilst it has the features, it feels very basic. Mm, yes. Well, the build of Android that the Essential Phone has had has stayed fairly stock, right? Like I would say it's almost more stock than something like, you know, a OnePlus. You know, there are very few differences. Like it's pretty much just base stock Android that they've very slightly customized. I think though that like stock Android today is not what you want to use. <laughs> you want 
Pixel's version of Android, mm. which is different. It's designed differently, right? Absolutely. It, it has a little bit more to it visually, and I think that's kind of what I'm missing here is the essential design, it feels like it's just not designed now. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, it's nice. Like, I would definitely prefer this over, like, some bloatware oh, of written course. skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when I compare this to One UI, I prefer the design of One UI. Because Ooh, it feels like yeah. somebody has designed One UI. Right? Like, <laughs> Oh. No, but, this is, but, like, you know, this is a, because it is a company that has not, I'm sure, had the ability to mm-hmm. do something like what OnePlus can do, where they can take stock Android and turn their hand to it or even like a motorola right like we can take stock android but we can we can give it some flair here or there we can do this with it we can do that with it where it feels like the essential phone really does feel like a very basic version of android yes yes i will definitely agree with that but that being said this is older hardware right Mm -hmm. so i believe it's a snapdragon like 835 inside so a little bit of a lighter touch probably will not hurt performance. Very and good point. I don't know how you feel about it. It certainly is not fast. Like, I mean, going back and forth with the Z Flip, which obviously has a couple year newer processor and everything inside, it doesn't feel slow, but it's also like fine and usable for like normal, like social. And I mean, honestly, I did not notice anything that would have told me that this was a very old phone, like really? a three year old phone. Nothing. Like, I had no performance issues to speak of. I'm sure that if I played some intensive games on this thing, like I would yeah. start to feel it. But checking email, messaging, using stuff like Slack, um, going on Twitter, Instagram, all of the stuff you would typically do on your smartphone, I got through all of that without noticing. Like It was absolutely like perfectly fine for me. No problems at all. And one of the things that I really found myself appreciating about the Essential Phone is the rear-mounted fingerprint sensor. Can we bring this back? Oh, it's the best place for a fingerprint sensor. I, I honestly like it better than the in-display fingerprint sensor, right? Like, it just, it feels so natural just to, like, have your finger rest there. Like, I kind of don't understand why we've all switched over to this in-display fingerprint sensor, when in reality, it's not as good as a really solid, like, sort of rear-mounted capacitive sensor. Think, I think the in-display fingerprint sensor thing is purely a look how cool our technology is thing Mm. i don't think there is any added usability like i remember when i first used a rear fingerprint sensor on an android phone i was like the iphone has it in the wrong place it should not be in the home (laughs) button because it's it's less natural feeling Mm -hmm. like when you're holding your phone in your hand you always have a finger on the back Yes, absolutely. It just feels natural. Like That's mm-hmm. the way that I want to hold a, uh, a phone. And as members of the Z Flip gang, while I do appreciate the side-mounted fingerprint don't sensor like on the Z Flip... Do not like side-mounted. I don't like Look, it. Look, I like side-mounted more than in-display, mm. but rear-mounted is better than both, in my opinion. Because I feel like phones shouldn't be don't need to be woken anymore, right? Like, they should awake automatically. And, like, the Z Flip is like, well, I've already performed this huge action to get to the screen. And that's kind of why then it's like, oh, now I have to go and do the authentication, which is like, I know I shouldn't be using the face biometrics on the Z Flip. I can't help myself because I just feel like by the time I've unfolded that phone, it should be unlocked, right? That's just kind of how I feel about it. I like how we can't even make it through, like, a few minutes talking about the essential phone before our z flip colors show through i know <laughs> but at least i'm complaining about it i guess you know but uh let me say right this we're talking about screens i really like the screen of this phone like the colors yeah. are good it's nice and bright i did have to turn off auto brightness this was the only real kind of uh, like bug i found it was just like Mike. it would just dim randomly <laughs> look I feel like this was a problem with Android phones for years. Oh, really? Okay. I don't understand. Like, I feel like the iPhone pretty much from day one had auto brightness figured out. But I feel like it has only been the last couple years where Android phones have been sort of in that same sort of realm for auto brightness. I've, I can't tell you how many phones I've used, Essential Phone absolutely being one of them, where just the auto brightness is all over the place. You're like, you're like, you like step underneath like a little bit of a light, all of a sudden it like jacks up or goes all the way down. It's just like, it's not smooth. It's something that you notice all the time. That is definitely something I'll give you. It's just, it's, it's annoying. And I do not miss those days whatsoever. Yeah, it was, it was just, 
it, uh, completely random times. Like, I would yeah. just be looking at the phone and it would be like, oh, we're going to dim now. It's like, I don't understand why you're doing this. Super, super weird. Like, I found that very, very weird to 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 see. But I turned it off and it was no problem. What I really like, I you know, the bezels look great. Yeah. The chin is a, a little on the large side for today. But the bezels going around the outside of the phone, like, yeah, I would totally accept this in any phone today, right? Like, it feels like the bezels that are on my iPhone, right? Like, absolutely, absolutely no issue there. And I really like the ever so slightly rounded corners on the screen. I think it flows into the body of the phone real nicely. Yes. The titanium feels very nice around the frame. The ceramic is such a wonderful experience. It feels so great, man. I just love touching it. It has an almost glass-like feeling but it's smooth and warm in the mm. in a way that glass isn't really just like really really great i think it's honestly the design of this phone still feels so modern and feels premium and i was super surprised at how much i loved the overall size of this phone like i am a big phone person typically but i found the overall dimensions to be almost perfect feeling <laughs> genuinely austin like i have very warm feelings about this phone. I've really, really enjoyed my time with it. Dude, I'm so happy to hear that, man. Like, when this phone came out, and, like, especially when it started going on fire sale, mm-hmm. I remember I did a video on it, of, like, the best phone that you've never bought or something like that. Yeah. And I really meant every word of that video. There was so much good stuff going with the Essential phone. And especially when you consider that after all these years that they were able to keep, like, the software up to date. I mean... Yep. No one does that. Like nope. on the Android side, no one does that. And the nope. fact that this tiny little company who sold like a hundred thousand of these phones, which were way ahead of their time, was able to keep the updates flowing and keep everything really up to date on this phone. It's just, it's such an impressive device. Yeah. It's like I have dark mode, yeah. right? Like all of that stuff is there. It's great. But the reason I could never use this phone seriously is because of how poor the camera is. It's so, oh. so bad. Super noisy, but also overly sharp, which is like a very strange. It's like muddy and sharp <laughs> at the same time, depending on the image, which is very strange. The, honestly, the best experiences that I had from the camera came from the black and white camera. They were the best images. So, Mike, I don't know if you noticed, but since we recorded the last podcast, I actually posted an Instagram pretty much unfiltered straight from the Essential phone. I think you... You, there, there's a very key reason why you would be able to to pick that image out from the others. Oh, you, is that black and white photo of, yes. of the inside of the gaming PC? Yes. So oh. you're exactly right. The standard photos are pretty terrible. They're better than they were at launch, but still like not good by 2020 standards. But that black and white uh, still, uh, it's not that bad. You can you can kind of make it work. I like it. They've they it's very dramatic looking, like the way that they do the black and white. Whatever processing they are doing, like you can make it work because it hides its crimes pretty well. <laughs> but I would never realistically use it, right? Like no. I, I can't think of any time we're like this photo, this needs to be in black and white. Like I find that in editing, right? You know, like when I'm editing a picture, I'll be like, oh, let me see what this looks like in black and white. And it's very rare that I'm making that decision with a smartphone before taking the photo. But, you know, it's, <laughs> just, it's just not going to work. Well, you know, Mike, what would improve the camera experience? Is a 360-degree camera. Oh, you better believe it. So you open it up right now? I'm going to open it up right now. So unfortunately, I don't think I have the same sort of voiceover that you had for opening your essential phone. But mm-hmm. we were able to find, actually, I think you were the one who found this. We were able to find a brand new, still sealed, essential 360 camera, um, which also, fun fact, was like $30. So uh, <laughs> they're pretty much giving these things away at the end. I'm cutting the seal. Includes essential camera compatible with essential phone. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all the information I need. Uh, it's not very satisfying plastic wrap. So I've actually legitimately never used any of the little add-ons for the Essential phone. So I'm kind of curious to see how this works. Because it should just be like a magnet where I just drop it on and it works. But So was this... This was a fresh... Like, no one's... This wasn't Ooh. used. Oh, brand new, still sealed. Wow. Mike, this thing's tiny. 
It's wow. a piece of history you got there. I'll definitely put a photo in the show notes, but this yep. thing is absolutely tiny. Wow. And it's just got, yeah, it's just it has two little pogo pins on the back, which I'm sure are linked with like magnets or something. And that's it. That is the entire 360 camera. Let's plug it in. Let's, let's see what happens. Ooh. And immediately lights up. Oh, I just got an update for my 360 camera. Well, yes, I would like to update it. That's good news. Please do not disconnect your 360 camera from your phone until the update is complete. But like, what are you actually going to be able to do with it? Uh, well, theoretically, we can take 360 stills and video. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's about all I know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in a second. It's taken quite a while to install this update. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But I believe that it actually it pulls everything it needs just from the essential phone, right? So oh, there's no battery or anything. You the said data. that was small. That thing is way bigger than I thought it was going to be. And it also looks like the Game Boy camera. Oh, it does look like the Game Boy camera. You're right. It's not that bad, though, man. Like, I mean, for a 360 camera, it's it's fine, especially a 360 camera that came out years ago. Like, it's, it's okay. It's actually not that heavy, though. Like, holding the essential phone, like, it's obviously now a little bit top-heavy, but it's mm-hmm. still, like, fairly comfortable to use. Yeah, but you'd never be using this over long periods of time, though, right? Like, you're meant to just pop no. it on, take the 360 and pop it off. But this is kind of funny. Like, this is a thing of its time. 360 videos and photos have never taken off. <laughs> never, man. Nobody never. really wants them. There are better products now, you know, because technology has moved on, and, and it, is, it can be very impressive what you can do with these things, but... They really are kind of just like a tech nerd's curiosity than than something that's actually really taken off at scale, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure quality, like, I mean, you look at like, if of all the different technologies that have advanced since 2017, the 360 cameras have gotten very, very good since then. So, Mike, I'm sorry to say this, this update is taking a very long time. Maybe I should not have unboxed this on the podcast. Yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> Maybe we need to follow up on this one. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we continue the show? And uh, if it finishes the update, I'll let you know. (laughs) This episode of The Test Drivers is brought to you by SaneBox. Getting your inbox to zero feels like an impossible task. We all get tons of email and it feels like it's just continuing to be more and more all the time. This means that the important stuff, the things that you really want to see, they can get lost. But this is where SaneBox comes in. As messages come in, SaneBox will triage them for you, sorting the important emails away from the noise. It will put what matters most into your inbox directly, and all that distracting stuff will go into your Sane Later folder, which lets you deal with what's important right now. This can be created for you automatically and will mean that the stuff that you don't want to see, the stuff that isn't timely, will just be filtered away so you can review it when it suits you. SaneBox also has nifty features like the Sane Black Hole, where you can drag messages from annoying senders that you never want to hear from again, and even Sane Reminders to help notify you if somebody hasn't responded to your email by a certain date. Best of all, you can use SaneBox with any email client or phone. It will work wherever you check your email. I have been a huge fan of SaneBox for many years now, and at the moment I feel like I'm getting a constant barrage of emails from brands that I've ever interacted with. Well, SaneBox is taking care of these, filtering them away into my Sane News and Sane Later folders so I can deal with them when I want to. See how SaneBox can work its magic to remove distractions from your inbox by getting a free two-week trial. Go to SaneBox.com slash testdrivers today to start your free trial, and you'll also get a $25 credit. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X, SaneBox.com slash testdrivers. Our thanks to SaneBox for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Overall, I would say I was pleasantly surprised with this phone and honestly if you have a very small budget and you can find one of these for how cheap i found one which is like 160 pounds or something you would not be disappointed to use this as your daily driver like you could like like again you are going to run into some performance bottlenecks somewhere and updates for this phone are eventually going to stop like you may not get very far into android 11 at all but to as a phone to do your typical phone stuff on, this is a great device for it. And absolutely, to get something of this build quality for the price that you can get it from, if you're looking in the right places these days, you will not be disappointed. It feels like a great phone, 
as not only a curiosity, but as something to tinker and to play with. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people will be able to mod this phone and to continue to give it software mm-hmm. support into the future that it feels like if you want a little bit of a project, if you want a interesting curiosity of the past, I think the Essential Phone is well worth a look, especially considering, like you said, just how cheap it is. Yep. And this update is not done, so I feel like we may not. It might. It may be just be dead. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's you just know, blinking at me. It's actually very possible that you cannot get to the server to do that update. It said so. It said downloading and downloading was immediate, and then installing updates just been hanging here for like five minutes now. Mm. Well, this is very sad, Mike. This is very sad. Shall we do a little Z Flip update? Sure. Okay. So, have you rejoined the Z Flip gang? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm back. I'm back in. Okay. Excellent. So, Mike, I have found a couple of minor discoveries, but I wanted to fill you in on how the Z Flip gang has been evolving. Okay. So, first of all, have you played around with any of the power and the performance modes? Didn't know there was such a thing. Okay. Excellent. So, if you go into your settings, uh huh, and then if you go into device care, yeah, and then into battery, and then power mode. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you want right now? Optimized. Ah, so I was too until I found the holy grail of high performance. Mike, have you had any problems with your battery life on the Z Flip? None. Okay, then. Turn on high performance and let it rip. So it will crank up your... I don't know if it's clock speed or at least it's like the scheduler of the processor, but it does speed things up a little bit. It also cranks up the brightness a little bit. So it gets a little bit brighter. Yeah, the phone just got brighter. I've seen very little downside to it. And what I've done is I've also just added it to one of my quick settings on the top. So if I'm starting to get a little bit low on battery, I'll just turn it off and go back down to like power saving. It makes a real difference. Like it's still not as fast as something an S20, but it does make a real difference. So that's a a, a sweet little tip for the Z Flip gang, which I think there's only two of us in the world. How do you add it as one of the quick settings? So I have power mode listed there. And you can just tap that to cycle through your power modes. Oh, power mode. Cool, cool. Yeah, I see mm, it. Yeah, yes. I got that one. Because this is good though, right? Because one of the things that we were both complaining about was that we found that it just didn't, it just wasn't bright enough. Yes. Yes. And like, I knew that there were higher performance modes, but I was a little bit afraid. Like, oh, it's going to hurt battery. But I flipped it on. I was like, oh, wait, no, it's fine. I see very little difference. It's noticeably faster. And it's not much brighter, but I think they say it's like 10%, which, mm. hey, I'll take what I can get. Mm. Have you tried the swiping fingerprint gesture yet? No. Okay. So if you go into your settings Mm -hmm. and then you search for, um, I think it's finger sensor gestures. Okay. Yep. Got it. Turn that on and swipe the fingerprint sensor. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Yes. It's one of my favorite things about Android phones that you can bring down the notification shade by swiping the fingerprint sensor. So I will say... I have turned this feature on and off several times over the Z Flip Gang's past. Mm-hmm. How, how long have we been in the Z Flip Gang for? A couple of weeks. Oh, I guess I had a little bit longer. Than yeah. Okay. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Look, man, we're all part of the gang. It doesn't matter. It doesn't uh-huh, matter. Uh-huh. The only downside to this, it's nice because obviously the phone is really tall, but I on a fairly regular basis accidentally trigger this. So like when I'm like shifting my hand around, like it's really yep. easy to accidentally do it. That being said, though, I still generally leave it on, but it's a nice feature. Yeah. Two more things, one good and one bad. Mike, what do you want first? Uh, Give me the bad. Okay. So we were shooting Mystery Tech the other day for Mm -hmm. a video that probably won't come out for a little bit. But um, have you ever heard of Samsung DeX? Yes. So I was very excited. I had a new product come in, and I was going to use my Z Flip with a DeX sort of laptop dock, and it was going to be great until I realized the DeX is not enabled on the Z Flip for some incredibly inane reason that I cannot wrap my head around. Because DeX was on the S10 and the Note and the S20, just not the $1,400 Z Flip. I mean, I'm not going to get that mad about that. I, I was mad, man. I was excited. I got this like laptop dock and I plugged in via USB-C. Well, I mean, I would be mad if I did get a DeX laptop thing and it didn't <laughs> yeah. work. But the likelihood of me ever doing that is incredibly <laughs> unlikely. Okay, fair enough. It was something that bothered me because I was all excited about it. And I was like, oh, it's going to be sweet. And like, imagine how small my phone could be. And then my dreams were shattered. Although theoretically, Samsung has said that they could add it, the support later on. Mm. Okay, final thing. What is your case slash skin situation on your C Flip right now? I am still like clear case in it. Okay, how do you like that clear case? It's super scratched up at this point. 
it's kind of rough, right? Yeah, I. It's not looking good over here. Okay, are you ready to try something a little different? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna send you another photo. Okay. Oh, actually, I, I would send it to you on the essential phone, but it's still stuck in its update. I think the 360 oh, camera has broken it. You think it's dead, right? That, that doesn't sound good. I think my 360. I think if I unplug the 360 camera, it's giving me a very large error saying "Do not disconnect the 360 camera." So I feel like if I do that, it'll definitely be bricked, but I don't think it matters. One of the biggest issues with the Z Flip for me has been just picking it up out of my pocket upside down. So to fix that, I actually got a pair of dbrand skins. So I have mm -hmm. a very matte one on the bottom, and then I have their swarm skin on the top, which is a very distinctive texture. Mike, I love this. I'm never going back to a case on this guy. Huh. It is so much better. And plus, it looks really nice. Like this just, it's a really, like everything about the Z Flip for me is just, it makes me smile. It just, yeah. it's like, it's a, I have this warm, fuzzy feeling when I use it. And the skin just sort of makes the whole design a little bit thinner. I get to really feel like all the metal. And plus, I stop picking it up out of my pocket the, uh, the wrong way. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw it out there. If you want to drop the clear case life and you're willing to take a little bit of a risk of, you know, dropping it, although the screen's on the inside, so it should be okay. Yeah. But uh, I would highly recommend some kind of skin, just getting two different textures on the uh, either side. So both are black, so it still actually looks pretty good. But like you never really see both sides together. But it makes a world of a difference just in feel and especially the, the lack of slipperiness that the phone has when it's naked. So I've been very tempted by the Jerry Rig Everything dbrand skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the one that looks like the inside of the phone on the outside. But yes. the reason that I haven't done this is like, I really love the purple finish. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, right? that's fair. And that's what the clear case gives me. It gives me the purple finish. So I think I, think I might buy one of these skins and then keep it until I'm no longer mesmerized by the purple <laughs> and then do it, right? Because eventually I'm gonna, it's going to wear off for me, you know? Like I'm just not going to be as, as enthused by it. But I am also like, I really want one of these teardown skins. I think they look super cool. But then at the same time, I am wondering like, are people going to think that I have this weird phone that the case is, <laughs> the back has fallen off? I guess so, right? Yeah, but I, I will say I'm highly I'm really happy with just like having different textures. Hmm. I guess the thing with the, the teardown is you can't you, you have to buy the entire thing together. You can't get one or the other. Yeah. And uh, the difference of the textures is just matte and glossy, which wouldn't do it. Like I, I get what yeah. you're doing, right? You, you have like a, a bumpy texture and a flat texture. Yes, exactly. But how are you feeling, Mike? Weeks into the Z Flip now that we've escape the grasps of the essential phone are you still feeling good about the z flip uh, oh yeah i find myself grabbing for this thing a lot if i'm at home especially i will find myself grabbing for this phone to like to check twitter and stuff like that i i, I just think it's a really nice form factor for a lot of social stuff i've found myself if i'm watching a video that isn't doesn't necessarily need a ton of my attention like something that may be even a little bit backgroundy um i have actually quite enjoyed just propping the phone up and having the video playing and then yeah. I can just glance at it if I'm doing something else. It's so useful, man. Like at some point I'm sure this is gonna wear off. The Z flip still makes me smile. Yeah. I still enjoy it. I still find it to be useful. Yeah. I still pick it up way more than any other phone in my life. It is so, so much fun. I really, really have been enjoying this thing, man. Stay tuned for next time on the test drivers where we talk about the Z Flip for another two hours in a row. And we see if maybe finally, hopefully, that essential phone camera update has been completed. You can't unplug the phone now. Uh, it's, it's just stuck now, and I don't want to touch it. 